Hey, it's Stefan Chise from Talking Papa, Stefan Chise and Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, wherever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. Fanboys and fangirls, welcome to another edition of the Talking Pop with the Franchise and Biko. It's basically the podcast on all things pop culture. I am your host, the Franchise, and joining me is my brother from the same mother, Biko. Happy Sunday, guys. Yeah, happy Sunday. Uh. It's uh, football, football, football. And if you don't like sports, then it's just another Sunday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, not that we want to start talking about sports, but... It's fucking Sunday, you know, if you're into football, it's, it's always a good day for you guys if you're into fantasy football. I think I find that more fun because you could win money doing that. Uh, and who doesn't like spe- betting their life, life's earning on sports? I think it's great because, you know, grown men that you have no control over playing their game and making ridiculous amounts of money doing it. <laughs> Other than that, it's been really fun. Um, the Bears are doing semi-decent. Um, and... In about like half an yeah. hour, they're going to be playing in England. And the way I see it, as long as they're doing better than the Packers, everything's great in the world. And if not, then we it's the same Bears we always thought they would be. Um, yeah, if you hear chewing throughout the show, it's like, yeah, I'm eating like lunch right now. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> I was hungry, guys. So. so fucking rude. How dare you nourish yourself with food? Um, I must keep my... Um, according to Mac from sunny Philadelphia, I'm, I'm gaining mass. <laughs> Just kidding. It, um... Uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, uh, I just want to touch bases on like professional wrestling because last week was like the first premiere week of AEW premiered the show Wednesday night, and um, of course WWE had the NXT. They did a two-hour live premiere also as well. I'm barely watching the NXT live premiere because I was like on. I'm part of this group on Facebook, and pretty much it's called WWE Botch Posting. And I put a question like, should I watch AEW NXT? Because I. Oh, I, mean, I was following yeah. AEW through YouTube, and you can talk about that because I have no idea. But I, I, 
I noticed that you said something about like I guess I, I I saw that pop up and I didn't know there's like a whole subgroup on people calling shit. It's like it's like watching a music theater production and seeing like the guys who set up the stage and they're all black. Kind of you you kind of have to you know that's happening in the behind the scenes, but it, like they do a good job of not making it too obvious. But there are some things. Um, actually, my friend was telling me there's a theatrical play that's literally makes that meta like they're. It's a play, it's a play based on how to put on a play, and it's like that's the play, and it, it's in New York, it's on Broadway, it's fucking nuts. That's how like I forgot she told me what it is, but it's incredible. Um, yeah, so because pretty much I yeah, saw like that. I like I said going back to the post, um, a lot of people were saying like a lot of the people from the group I belong to they were saying oh go watch AEW so so like I said I have the W Network so I had to watch I have down the man so I decided to watch AEW. Um, me and Manu, our roommate, um, pretty much we watched the two hours and we were amazed. Like they put on a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, matches were great, and I was reading their Reddit and everything and their Twitter saying that they just do some dark matches after the show, which are possibly they're gonna do a programming on YouTube possibly. You call AEW Dark, where we'll show all the dark matches that we're showing on TV. So at least gives everybody equal opportunity. And what's kind of cool was Tony Khan actually flew most of the top draws to New York Comic Con on Friday to do a panel, and they filmed some segments over there as well. Some meta segments as well, because um, if you were watching AEW, you, had, you know, there's a rivalry going on between Cody, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and Chris Jericho, who's the AEW champion right now. Of course, he get, um, Cody Rhodes gets attacked by, you know, Chris Jericho, and... You know, and of course the rest of the league ended up getting attacked too. So they ended up going, I was watching a clip on Twitter. Um, they were doing a panel at, um, at New York Comic Con. And of course, uh, MGF, um, if you know who he is, um, he was dressed up as a Chris Jericho fan with like face paint from New Japan. And um, yeah, it was just kind of funny um, that he was asking a question and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, just to let you know, Chris Jericho, um, Cody Rose is like in the building. So it got to the point that, you know, Cody Rose actually. Went through the audience and actually attacked Chris Jericho at the panel. So I guess it was like to help set up more heat, which is actually kind of cool the way this promotion is doing. And then um, kind of building up matches and stuff. And then Cody Rose said, you're not going to see the same stuff every week. And then like every week it's going to feature different wrestlers. So like most of their talent. So it's like, oh, how come there wasn't a lot of talent represented on the first show? But think about it. It was the first show. First time wrestling has been on TNT for nearly 20 years. So it was kind of cool seeing a change of pace. It was kind of weird seeing hearing um, Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone pretty much, you know, calling commentary next to each other. It's like, you know, they were at the front of the Monday Night Wars. So seeing those two working off and the uh, executioner there as well. Um, it was a good, good, good dynamic. So, I mean, uh, matches were really great. The women's championship match was really good. Um, but Cody Rhodes against um, Sammy Guerrero, that, the opening match of that of the event was really well. I kind of like for the fact they have like time limits to actually stick to the time limits and that wins and losses actually count. Because Cody Rhodes said that if he didn't beat Sammy, Sammy Guerrero, he would like he would drop his like title shot against Chris Jericho. So that's kind of cool. They're trying to give a little bit of legitimacy, and then I was finding out too that um, during the show, like before the show. They pretty much ban all anti-WWE signs. So, I mean, they're not doing it to bash WWE in a sense, but they're trying to get WWE at least some competition, but at the same time being a, be of a league of its own. Um, it was kind of funny because WWE the next day, because apparently AEW Dynamite went over a million more um, viewers than NXT, and WWE sent a message saying, you know, congratulations, AEW and Premier. They said that we're winners, we're wrestling fans but just to know this is just not a one man one night sprint you know 
this is not a this is for a marathon you know so you gotta be in it for a long haul so a little pest aggressive thing is and of course um i mean i saw the raw while i had the premiere it was all right i mean i know the big question was the whole thing with lana and bobby lashley to me it's i'm still cringing like really they're doing that now and then apparently i did not see smackdown on friday but i heard that a lot of people were pretty much shitting on it because of the fact there was people advertised and then they were cut from the show or told they were no longer needed and I mean, I understand they wanted to put, it was on Fox and they wanted to push on the new generation wrestlers, you know, the current generation wrestlers. It was cool. They had Dwayne The Rock Johnson make an appearance there. He did a segment with Becky Lynch and King Corbin. Um, and then, of course, um, they're setting up a program with uh, Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury now. I guess Tyson Fury is going away from boxing, possibly going to wrestling. But I think, too, with the whole um, Crown Jewel 2 coming up, end of next end of this month i think that's what they're trying to set it up for i think that's what it is just for promotion i think more publicity because of course WWE has that deal with the kingdom of saudi arabia of course they're gonna you know try to get as much legends and gimmick matches as they can can because it's it's all about you know like and like beagle says like it's all about the money you know so they did a little program with him and tyson yeah braun Strowman, tyson for a little bit of course um the next day um they WWE said like they invited tyson Fury to come and to like open mic on Monday Night Raw, so we'll see how that goes. Um, um, some matches were great, you know, Firefly, Funhouse. And then, of course, um, to me, was kind of bullshit was Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar's match. You know, I don't know why they did that to Kofi. It was kind of wrong to have him just go in against Brock Lesnar and then lose the, the belt in, like, in five seconds. You know, I heard it was like a, like a stupid, like, squash match, and people were upset. You know, why? Kofi was champion for six months. But it makes sense for the point of what they were setting up because apparently um, Rey Mysterio came out. Which we saw Monday Night Raw. Um, Brock Lesnar attacked both Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic to the point they were taken to a local medical facility. And of course, um, Rey Mysterio wasn't alone. He had backup in the form of former MMA fighter Cain Velasquez, who previously fought Lesnar in 2010 in the UFC, points to the he ended up knocking out Brock Lesnar. So. I think that's what's going to have happening. They're setting up a match between those two at Crown Jewel. A lot of people are disappointed. I mean, but think about it, guys. This is on Fox. They're trying to push all they can. This is Vince. What can you guys do? I mean, I saw the NXT right now. I'm watching the NXT show. I would say, for sake of it, I'm probably going to watch more NXT. And of course, um, a big like CM Punk fan, even though he's no longer wrestling, I still I am a fan of him. But he was one of the reasons I got back to wrestling after Steve Austin retired. Um... It was, he did confirm that he did try out for the backstage show, and I guess reports were saying he's good. I mean, there's been, like, multiple reports saying that it's rumored he might get the offer. They're saying he got the offer. He's not saying anything. He's not publicly stating it. Fox is not saying And uh, people saying the backstage show they're going to do, it's actually done by Fox. It's not done by WWE. But well, Fox is, like, producing the show. WWE's giving some input. Not much. They're going to have Renee Young, Booker T hosting. Like I said, Punk tried out to be, like, an analyst for Fox. Because technically, he's going to be working for Fox. He's not technically working for WWE. And then, of course, you know, the whole thing about, oh, he's going to, is he going to come back to WWE and blah, blah, blah. I know they talked to Triple H. Triple H said, like, you know, never say never. You know, let's things are in the past. Let's move on. And then Punk said, I'm not going to, I'm not the, the old Phil. So I like, I like to move on. You know, I'm a different person now than I was years back. But at the same time, not, not really going to go back to wrestling again. But... It's something I like, I mean, he's like to get involved with when it comes to like commentating and stuff, which he has done right now for cage fighting championships for UFC. He's done commentary for that right now. 
So it's curious to see how that's going. Um, other than that, of course, all New York Comic Con was is uh, ending this weekend. I mean, there's been a lot of announcements. You know, Funimation announcing their, you know, new shows and new like licenses they got. Um, of course, Marvel's announcing you learn about comics. You know, a new Wolverine series and then more of House of M. I heard they're gonna do a prequel to uh, Earth X. Apparently, a miniseries to do, dedicated to that run and Marvel. Um, and of course, we got DC shows coming out. Later tonight, uh, I think Batwoman's going to have their first pilot. She's going to be launching out the CW Universe tonight on the CW. But the problem is I have ATT TV now, and apparently CW moved to a different network feed. It's just I might have to download the CW app to see at least how the pilot for Batwoman is, because I'm like, I'm not familiar with, like, I heard a character, and it's kind of curious to see how they do that. They got Ruby Rose make, playing the character, and... I'm just curious how that goes. I mean, I heard that she actually got, you know, injured in the stunt. Hopefully she's doing all right. Um, she was recovering. So it's kind of kind of shows how much effort an actor's willing to go to, to believe in the project that, that they're working on. And, of course, if you guys are, like, Walking Dead fans, um, apparently uh, Meg, uh, Laura Cohen is coming back. She's going to be reprising her role as Maggie. For either the upcoming season of Walking Dead, so of course she was on that one show that was on ABC, and of course it ultimately got canceled. So I wonder how they're gonna explain that. I mean, I've been lost track of Walking Dead since like I would say I was gone before Negan actually made it appear. So yeah, that's how far behind, guys. So yeah, I was right behind that. Um, I haven't got back in since because, like I said, um, which right now I've been like. An anime kick right now because it's the new fall season, so there's like new animes out. But I'm thinking I'm gonna talk more into anime, possibly like a mini. I'm probably gonna do like a little mini sodes on anime. So for your anime fans, I will go to a through a breakdown because I enjoy anime. Biko's not a big fan of anime, so you know I've been showing him some Miyazaki films, but he's still not a big, not a big anime guy. So. um so I might do something like that, possibly do like a mini show, like an in between, like the big shows that me and Biko are doing big episodes. Um, I'm just pulling up like Ram News right now, of course. Like Biko said, we got the Bears coming later, so we're looking forward to see that game. Um, like I said, um, I guess Marvel decided to talk about how his Spider Sense works, and I kind of like, I guess uh, with the movies and stuff and how it's depicted and stuff i guess with uh miles morales um i guess so there's an issue in called spider verse number one i guess um it talks about Miles morales how he finds about his facts about his spider sense connection to other versions of the of spider-man itself but now it's like apparently there's a thing called a mysterious entity called spider zero and apparently it's like this entity that's like communicating with them and everything and it's kind of interesting and it's like okay but, I mean, I, when we talk about Spider-Man, it's like Spider-Sense is pretty much, you know, it's more like a precognition type of thing, you know, fight or flight type of deal. And I guess with the with the Spider-Verse number one that Marvel's talking about, it's, I guess there's just one single entity that's allowing you to commit you other versions of Spider-Man, so. Jesus Christ, I'm back. Yo, you do, you Sorry, right? guys, I took a break. I was in, had a 
go to the bathroom. Because, um, you know, we're talking about human normal season. I'm trying to get used to every day. Um, I don't have no idea where you left off. I think you're talking no, about... No, I was talking about, like, Spider-Man. Because, you know, I was talking about New York Comic Con and pretty much all the stuff that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the keynote for uh, nerds everywhere. Um, no, I'm uh, looking forward to whatever... Like, we're literally just playing the waiting game for Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how everything flushes out. I'm very much looking forward to The Mandalorian and seeing how that goes, because I only hear preemptive good things. But I don't like to see trailers, so fuck that. I'm just going to wait till it comes out. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I know we wanted to talk about The Joker um, again. Um, I'm actually going to go see it today at a, a drive-in for a double feature with that and it too. And I know we'll also go again to see it with you so we can give a more full-fledged review. But I wanted to, to, to like touch base on what, how not only cancel culture is becoming a thing, but the fact that the media can't hide it anymore, the fact that they're in the business of fear, which I, if you didn't notice that by now, I you're just, I feel like that's just willful ignorance at that point if you don't think that's not their job. Um, and I understand, and, and I'm not trying to be desensitive towards the, the, the terrible acts that happened years ago for the, was it the Dark Knight? Yeah, during the Dark Knight period in Aurora, um, Colorado. In Aurora, Colorado, and it's, and I mean, it, it's, I get it, like I understand that guy did what he was going to do because he planned to do it and who's to say that wouldn't happen again but I think the media making it into an hysterical and and more a sense planting those seeds of be cautious when you're going to movie theaters I think you should be cautious anywhere you go especially in a public forum or a public place Uh, and I'm not saying that theaters still shouldn't be a place of I think it's still very much a, a ritual that I do enjoy because um, it, it kind of provides an escape from you. And I know these days it sucks that we can't even go to festivals or things with huge human gatherings to where we can't have, we can't help but to feel like we need to be safe. And, I'm, and by all means, be safe. But I don't like the media's use of portraying that we need... You know, they're going to provide extra precaution for this movie where just last week my parents were telling us that they went to see Rambo and it's all you should go go see. It's really good. I mean, it's fucking violent. And yes, it's the last Rambo for what they say. I mean, Stallone isn't getting any younger, but it's impressive that he's still doing it. I love it. However, I don't see hysteria around that. I don't see people when we're like, oh, be careful. Like, there's plenty of other action movies that have come out throughout the years to where that type of heinous act as far as taking it and bridging against reality and an art and fiction mm-hmm. we don't see that hysteria being built around other movies we didn't see that hysteria being built around fucking fast and the furious you don't see people driving their cars off of highways and trying to jump off them like it's a fucking rock like you don't you don't see people doing that and for to single out something as as the joker which i understand it comes with that preconceived notions of like the 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 anti the anti establishment, establishment basically yeah. type character which the joker really it's his 
His origins are his like... His origins are very shaky. And then even in the comic, it was it was never established what his true motive is because that's what he wants you. He wants you to question that shit. And so all the movies that were portraying him have always been that. He's always... His, his life was always about the punchline. He was always about making people laugh because he didn't like his life. And he'd gone through so much traumatic shit. And... And if his thing was to turn around and throw against society, which it, we get it, I, I understand. But what pisses me off is that we're we're doing this thing, like the media's doing this thing, and humans do the same thing to where it's like, oh, be careful, you know? It's like you can't go watch this Joker movie. I'm like, what? Are you joking? Somebody can pull the same shit going to different Marvel movies, where they know there's big turnouts. Star Wars movies, they know there's big turnouts. Disney movies, there's big turnouts. Like. You can essentially go in any spot that has a big turnout and not think that something bad wouldn't happen. I mean, the shit at a at California Garlic Festival. Like that at a garlic festival. Are you serious? Like, who doesn't like garlic besides, you know, people who don't like the taste of it? But at the end of the day, this shit can happen anywhere. And for the media to go ahead and be like, oh, we're going to have extra security. Says fucking who? The theaters still reserve the right if they want to add and bulk up security, which by all means, I'm not going to argue against more security, but it's, I think it's just going to turn patrons away than they have it already from going to the movies. Like China is very great when, and as an example of they've done very, they're very good experts at taking intellectual property. You don't even have to leave your house to watch these movies. There's plenty of websites you could do that. And however, there's still a sanctity of going to the movies. Yeah. And taking it in and being immersed in, in the experience. Because that's what you're paying for, the theater, right? Yeah. We're not paying to get murdered. But this shit happens every day. And so for the media to pinpoint in on these part specific titles or all this stuff is ridiculous. I think it's just... It's another tactic and to sell shit. That's what they do is sell fear. Any, any, I mean, if you don't watch the news or you happen to catch anything, CNN, MSNBC, Fox even... They talk about maybe one or two segments of positive things or different things that are happening, and especially in Chicago, like that we love to, we love to hear about. But then we don't hear about it because it's like it's buried in within like the middle, maybe the the second, the third part of the portion of their series, or our segments that they do, and then it's back to your regular scheduled programming of nasty shit that's going on in the world. And I, I'm very much, very much a pragmatist. I, I, I believe I, I'm too realistic when it comes to things. And I'm like, everywhere you go, it's always negativity. Like, I, even if I'm on Reddit, there's, there's times where I'm seeing these things. And, like, I saw that when they announced. And the, it's like, oh, you know, you got to be watch out. There's deep, some companies are bulking up their security for the job. Yeah, I just pulled up, like, like right, I just pulled up uh, an oh, article on, online from, like, the... Associated Press Center. This is what I was telling you about earlier. About apparently, um, I guess what happened was a young man. It was in New York, apparently. A young man in New York was loudly cheering and applauding on screen. Murder set some people heading towards the exits in the crowd theater in Manhattan's Times Square on Friday night. This is according to the article. Um, other patrons yelled at the man who spit on them as they left early. And the tenant said, "Antonio Hood was in the theater." Hood said, "I was scared. I'm sure a lot of people were." Who said an interview conducted by private messages. Social media users apparently, according to this article, they go on saying they're those photos of police doing security sweeps, safety notices at theaters in California or Florida. Apparently in Tennessee, there's a drive-in there. I guess they ban moviegoers from wearing costumes to a screen of the R-rated Joker. Which, okay, I totally understand. But like you said, it's like, 
It's it's just a they fear. They wouldn't do that with the Star It's Wars. funny how the, yeah, that's the thing. They wouldn't fucking do that. Like that's funny how they associate this one character. What about the Expendables? That's that the thing. It's like yeah, it's, it's like to me, it's kind of funny. American like cockfest of like oh you know. But it's funny. It's like the Joker's gay. A fictional character's gay. A, a fictional <laughs> character that's being portrayed on the screen is getting all this attention for the wrong reasons. Just because some. I'm not, you know, throwing spit on the fire on the people that that incident happened in Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. We don't know what, the, like, people that do these incidents, we don't know what goes on in their heads. Oh, we don't know. they do. They, like I said, you can't go around and blame something that, you know, for a fact that it's something that that person needed to work on who did not get the help that they wanted, they needed. That's what it was. The person didn't get the help they needed. He looked at comics as a way to escape. I, I look at comics as a way to escape from reality. At least I do it at a creative thing, not stupid and be destructive and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, because what else do we have? I mean, what else do we have? You're going to want us to be boring. Life you know? is already terrible as it is. So yeah. when I saw that right now, that's why I was talking to Biko right now. It's like, come on. It's like, you know, I'm tired of that stuff. It's like, and then I saw that Martin Scorsese, you know, great director. Apparently, he's, this is what he said, that the Marvel Cinematic Films are not cinema. This is from Scorsese, which to me is stupid because what other works has he done lately? He's barely done The Irishman, but other than that, it's like... Oh, it's hard. I mean... It's hard not, because it's kind of luck. But I... But it's an opinion of, a, of another director. It's like he can easily say the same thing about Spielberg's stuff, or he can say the same thing about Harmony Corinne, or fucking... Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Taku... Wakiti... I can't say his name right, but he's awesome. You could say the same thing about Sofia Coppola... Or France for Coppola or Oliver Stone, like who? That's a great opinion. Like, oh, Mar is it? And it's maybe is it because he, they're making all the money and Hollywood's dying when it comes to cinema? That's is that it. what it is? That's what I'm thinking. Your, it is. your movie's going straight to Netflix, Scorsese, and I love your shit. Really, your movie's going straight to Netflix. When you, would you don't think that if you pitch this idea for a script on The Irishman? To other Hollywood fucking studios, you do not think that with your track record they wouldn't snatch that off. I'm sure they were offering you tons of money, but Netflix is the bigger buyer, and you all you know, you know that you'd rather be going to streaming devices than going to the movies because that's a bigger money, that a bigger cash in, and that's fine, Scorsese. I don't knock you on it's capitalism, but the fuck for you to say that it's not cinema, yeah, clerks. You don't think Clerks is cinema? And any, honestly, it's one of the best underground movies there is. Honestly. Okay, this is what he what? says. This is what, according to USA Today, yeah, this yeah. is what an article Scorsese said. Apparently he said, he says instead, he says the iconic film director maker who directed the likes of Taxi Driver and Goodfellas at a part which to me, I haven't seen Taxi Driver, saw a part of Goodfellas, hadn't seen the part which I heard was really good. You have to see, you have to see all those. Um, and he says, it said, like, Told Britain's Empire Magazine that he doesn't follow along with the comic book franchises because it's not cinema. Okay. <laughs> Instead, he says he compares the superhero blockbusters to an amusement park. He says, honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, yeah. is theme parks. Okay. Fair enough. He's like, I don't see them. I tried, you know. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotions, psychological experiences to another human being. Really? Have you seen Endgame? He just said he doesn't see him. That's why. Because that's he doesn't, give a, he doesn't, he doesn't give a chance. He should and get... it's just like anything else. If you don't care for it, don't quote on it. Don't. 
If you don't care for or not know what you're talking, like the things that you don't see, then you don't talk about it. Like you don't know it. It's like yeah, don't give it a ping if you have not oh, seen everyone's it. Everyone's always talking about their ass. Oh, look, this is what uh, James Gunn said. This is what he said oh, here. Okay. okay, this is what James Gunn okay. said. Mar this is what he put on Twitter. I'm going to read this from Twitter. He said, Marsco says he's one of my favorite favorite living filmmakers. I was outraged when people picketed The Last Temptation of Christ without having seen the film. Yeah. I'm saying that he's now judging my films in the same way. Ain't that funny. So it's like say, you know, if you haven't seen them, why you're judging them. Yeah, I don't like religious-based films, but that's me. And I, we, had, we went to see Passion of the Christ. I think I saw it twice. I had to see it with our parents, and then we had to see it. I had to see it in school. Oh, in the Gibson's movie? Yeah. Yeah, remember that movie? That remember that movie we went to Controversy 2? That was a religious fuckfest of, of posturing Christianity as its forefront. Why don't, we make a, why don't we make a movie on the journey of Muhammad? Why don't we make a movie on the journey of Buddha? Why don't we make a movie on, on Judaism? Oh, wait, they do. It's Passion of Christ. Mm -hmm. Why don't... And it's not even Judaism. It's Christianity. Why don't we do a movie... Uh, because oh god like oh I don't want this to make a rant I'm so but fuck it no we're, we're basically right now it's got to a discussion but we yo that's what I said with Scorsese I'm like really like you're gonna judge something that I haven't seen and at the same time it's like I you know you could have easily on the soundbite been like listen I don't I don't consider them cinema but I also have never seen them and I don't really care for those type of but comparing them to a theme and park quote, like yeah but comparing them to a theme park really though yeah well you know come on <laughs> I'm not saying they're not theme parks look at Avatar we but think about it if Iron Man it. think about it if Iron Man if Iron Man the first Iron Man movie was not as successful as it was we wouldn't be talking about this they wouldn't have been no Avengers think about it if they didn't do, because uh, supposedly that was the film that started the whole I, thing I think it was still been successful because we still had other properties that were still seedily. But remember, Marvel had to work with... It's just Marvel started trying. That's what it was. Because they knew that... Well, let's be honest here. The comic book industry... But the same time, they took a gamble. But they had to. Yeah. That's and they worked out. What else are they going to do? And of course, years they later... They weren't doing TV anymore. They weren't doing any of that shit. Like a year later, that film, Disney yeah. bought Marvel. You got to go with the evolution. You got to go with the times. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying that even with... Iron, even if Iron Man pulled in... A little bit over what they spent on their budget. Mm -hmm. We'll say they spent a million and they made three million. I yeah. still think they would make another Iron Man property, but I don't think they would expand the universe knowing that. So I do agree with the that the, it, it was the platform that launched it. But you also got to see that, and they're casting talent. Like so, for him to be like, and like I, I like that quote from James Gunn. It's like wow, it's funny that people are coming out at your stuff for the same thing, and then here we are. It's the same thing when they talk about Tarantino. How all of his movies are violent and shit like that, and it's like, well, have you not seen a Tarantino movie? That's just kind of how it is. But he's also very good like at I said, it's, story and portraying certain. Yeah, I think like, I didn't see um, Samuel Jackson. I guess he oh, tweeted yeah. something out. I didn't see his um, quote a bit because I'm trying to get the Bears game on right. But yeah, when I, that was a good quote by James. That was a good rebuttal by James Gunn yeah. because I mean he's a it's guy sad to see. because he's right now. Remember recently he was like attacked too as well because you know. Why do you think he ended up losing the the guy against the three because oh, of stuff the, in the, the past? Stuff, yeah. So it's the same thing. Cancel culture for no reason. Yeah, people are just going back. But I like for the oh, fact that you know he annoying. does. We all are terrible people. We got to grow. That's all part of like, growing. I'm probably planning to see the Irish Shrimp, but like Scorsese, like I said, either. Oh, I'm still fucking watching that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna watch it, but still, man, dude, movie. don't like say something that. Don't judge something it's, without seeing it. It's distasteful. It's just like, it's, it's sad to see, but that's his opinion. Just like everybody has them. We all have assholes. They're opinions. Just like everyone has assholes. Everyone's got one. But it's but fine. We, like, 
I would um, still watch The Irishman. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch The Irishman, like for what it's worth. But you know what? I think James Gunn definitely took the high road on that. And was like, you know, come on, man. It's 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 like it's it's it sounds like. Wow! Look at this. It's yeah, guys, we, we just put on the Bears game right now, and it's funny. We actually no. there's a lot of football fans in England, apparently. Yeah, well, American fuck. football. We gotta talk about. We can't say yeah, football. I mean, it, it's wild. They gotta get. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, they're just like us. I was. Uh, I was. I'm a big. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, the comedian Andrew Schultz. Uh, he has two excellent podcasts. One called "We're the Idiots." A uh, shout out to them and and um, Flaker too. One of my fucking favorites. Uh, it's it's literally up my alley when it comes to being realistic and talking through this weird PC shit. And I'm very sensitive to people and however they want to be. That's the problem. I, I tried the line, but like yeah. we we both come from a generation that we got to live both experiences of before the internet boom, the analog and digital world. You know, so like I still tread lightly with that. I'm, I'm I feel like I what they say what they call old soul sort of deal. But he mentioned that. Um, uh, where was I going with this? He he went to uh, do a gig in Australia, a little like a small a couple gigs out there, and he was talking about Australia is literally America. It just takes thirty hours to get there. Everyone, and he's like, you don't go for the, he's like, you don't go for the arts or all that stuff because it's, it's not like you do that like old shit like you do historical stuff. You go there for like, he's like that place is really just about getting to know the people and mm-hmm. the people are great. He's like it's just like America, but I, they're just super nice. Um, He's like, the culture's there. Like, it's, it's an excellent place to be. It's just, it's 30, it takes 30 hours to get there on flight. But, like, nonetheless, if you give it a chance, listen to their podcast, they, they delve deep on these conversations that we're having, and it's very similar. And, like, I like to think that I, I like to learn and understand people beforehand before I talk on my ass, and sometimes I get loud and, and flagrant, too. Especially on this, like, I get I get into these little rants, like, now. Hey, but hey, this man, is what podcast is all about, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's... We gotta be like needs, J. Jonah Jameson yeah, and start going, like, the mass vigilante fuck, Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, even he's in the media, right, for a fictional character. He's the perfect portrayal of what the media J.K. Simmons, oh my God, great like actor. Like, that article, re- talking about the quote they got from him, he and who's to say Scorsese even said that? He could have easily just been like, "Listen, I don't, I don't consider it cinema, but I also never watched it." And if they ha- look, they gotta, they gotta feed people too. They gotta feed their families. They gotta make money for their their the publishing houses that they work for. That they gotta keep their advertisers happy. And if it means getting clicks, because that's what we're all in for is clicks. That's what you fucking do. Yeah. So whoever wrote that article. Um, I'll look it up later, but like whoever wrote that obviously created that angle, and if they took that quote, that's fine. Like, but man, it is sad to see from from Scorsese. I I don't. It's it's. I, I re. You don't see. You don't see. Um. Well, R.I.P. Steve Jobs. But like, I remember when the Microsoft and Apple thing was going crazy, and then they had a, a business conference, and they had um. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs sitting on the podium, and you know what they were doing? Like mm-hmm. they're sitting with a person who was kind of media asking both questions. You know what yeah. they're doing? They were giving each other compliments on the technology that we're doing, and then they did little side quips and jokes about like, oh, well, this and this and this and this. But at the end of the, the end of the day, they're businessmen, and they both understand. But they both mi- admired each other because like they're they're innovative, technological, I want to say pioneers for certain things. So like. At the end of the day, it's sad to see. Like you can, I would hope to respect that. It's just like any other team. I'm not a big fan of, especially when it comes to art. It's so subjective. It's it's, it's subjective. Um, 
and I think this whole like I, I work for an art, a media company and, and I understand and I'm surrounded by creatives and I'd rather be collaborative and appreciative and try to understand where the person's coming from with their art than to critique it from a place that comes out of negativity because at the end of the day it's art is what you make it it's what it is it's a reflection of mm -hmm. time I think that's how I feel like that's I, I feel like that's that's my own definition of art and literally it, it's lettering but like we over even on Friday we got a chance oh yeah we got to go to our like community we there's a first Fridays for and it's a big art and small business kind of exposure thing and we get a chance to go around and and you know, see, catch some art, and it's really good. It's good for the community. It brings awareness, and it it shows and displays talent for a lot of local artists. And and I'm sure this, I'm, I definitely know this happens in other states and other cities. And and I encourage you guys to definitely check stuff out. It, it kind of, you know, be aware of the culture that's being built around you. And a lot of artists are very talented. Uh, and especially with social media, they they hopefully they try to market themselves and expose their work on there as well. Just just to put it out there like just like we do with this podcast just put it out there create it out create it let's you know everyone's got a voice hopefully you use it for good or bad whatever the case may be but you use it because we have one not a lot of people get that opportunity to use it so when it comes to art it's it and i'll, I'll cycle back it's sad to see that scorsese was doing that with the marvel films and all that stuff where he, I mean, Taxi Driver isn't too, I, I, I even, I think I saw somebody put on Facebook, ta, the new Joker movie is basically Taxi Driver, but um, a DC character. And I, I was mean, like, oh, it, it could be that. like, it could be a Todd Phillips, right. like a little, like I think because Todd Phillips, I mean, he's done the Hangover movies. He's done a lot of like different films, but I mean, he's taking this like concept of, you know, the Joker, you know, he's taking some inspiration from so many origins from the Joker because there's one origin that he's like, going back to the Joker, there's one that he's like, he was a, you know, a, a stand-up comedian that didn't do well yeah. in open mic. I saw that, like, based, well, I saw some of the trailers, but based on that, it kind of shows how they poke fun at one of the origins. But at the same time, I think he's using the Joker's, like, you know, there's been origins of heroes. It's cool to see an origin of a villain. You know, see how a villain is like being developed yeah. it's like going back to the show gotham i have not seen the last season i still gotta go back and watch the rest of this rest of that series but it was kind of cool to have a show that batman's not the main focus but all the people that he worked with all the people he's gonna have like encounters with it kind of gives you an idea of what their origins in and more organically filled you know thing you know, gotta see how Penguin started, how the Riddler started, you know, how James Gordon started. It was cool seeing those origins, and then eventually a culminate in the ultimate thing was he becomes Batman, like even a young Bruce Wayne, because we hardly see much of a young Bruce Wayne in the comics. I mean, there's been once where there's Batman Year One. I mean, the Dark Knight is when he's older, but just to see that show go in general, just to see how these villains and why they became who they are. Because they can't be say, oh, because Batman created villains. No, Batman did not create no, villains. It's he created a, himself. They, the villains, either something traumatic or something happened to them in their life, drove them to the to the idea of doing something, you know, Everyone's to get noticed, yeah. to draw attention. That's basically what it is. That, that's To me, that's my focus when it comes to, like, heroes and villains. Heroes want to help people, but villains, you know, they want the attention. They want, you Everybody know. Everybody has a motivation. An alibi. Stir up, like, Everybody. propaganda or something like that. Yeah, like, God. And we don't, and obviously the, the they, Batman films don't really do a good job of doing that. Well, the Nolan ones do. Oh, I love the Nolan uh, ones, yeah. But, I mean, and, but we're talking about, you know, trial and error. And I'm not saying the Tim Burton ones don't provide that either. I mean, they were already kind of fleshed out. But you do see 
what was good about a lot of the films and even the TV show is that you do see the characteristics of each enemy. So I think when it, within the Batman universe, they do a great job in providing that for their enemies. I, and I, getting it back to the Marvel Cinema side of things, I think if they... I think Marvel learned their their lessons drawing up to Thanos because I think Thanos was the best full fleshed out enemy antagonist that they had which but everybody to me, else sucks like they all suck if you watch the Marvel movies and don't think that I don't think we're watching the same movies but a lot of I mean for example the only same like constant that awful, to me was like honestly every Iron Man enemies were pretty much mediocre as fuck I would say the only like, one that oh, besides Thanos the only other villain that would stand out more was Loki he was the only one to stand oh, out Loki and then, Tom Hilson and Killmonger but Killmonger wasn't an enemy really I think he was just kind of the anti-hero Mm -hmm. um, I think more or less the antagonist was uh, was uh, Black Panther, like in his not, dad's, yeah, yeah, yeah not not uh, he feeling very apprehensive about taking the role that his father, unfortunately, when he gets killed, but like he had to take over. It's so just the was, struggles, yeah, yeah, the struggle of it, but the struggle of the the role that was placed on him, his purpose, but. I, I, I like I said I, I found it fucking hilarious and and somewhat like distasteful that we that the, not only the media does that and then we got people going back again and bashing uh, Marvel movies or comic book movies but which they're care uh, to be honest honestly they're, they're the ones making money right they're now they're fucking carrying Hollywood yeah because what else is Hollywood doing oh let's do a reboot of Charlie's Angels do a reboot of this yeah like, and then all, all, the, all are... the creative stuff gets pushed on the wayside a lot of the things that come up through Sundance who are actually very viable stuff mm -hmm. they barely get the marketing they deserve and I know I like and maybe it's like I'm always in the dark because I don't see trailers but come the fuck on there's advertisement everywhere so I don't and it's these I think blockbuster seasons are definitely different nowadays and I think Every year, if we don't expect somewhat of a superhero type of deal, it's it's kind of. And I'm not saying there aren't a lot of misses because there definitely are. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the Marvel track record, they can literally put out anything. And at this point, it's gonna do something. I mean, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. I never would have thought that would hit, but I'm fucking glad it did, and it was excellent. And it's a pretty simple, like story film, but they do so well. Um, I I mean. And then we got established properties since 1998 and 99 or 99 with X-Men and look at how that flopped pretty bad. But they had another flop with Apocalypse too. So like we see we see the properties that they are willing to flesh out to different studios. But then we also see the created or what the studio or the studio executives seem to be missing. Mm -hmm. So I I think... I, 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 we can even turn this to, at this point, we can turn it to how Hollywood's cinematic stuff is just very much, it's, it's, we used to be. I think this is going to be a discussion age. on that now. Yeah, now it's the golden age of TV as opposed to being. Yeah, movies. like I was mentioning right now, Batwoman's going to make her appearance. I'm probably at the, like I was mentioning earlier, I'm probably at the download a CW app. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and watch it the next day. Just to, just to give it a shot, just to see how it looks. Because, I mean, Ruby Rose, you know, people were maybe, well, how come she's playing that character? Why not? Why not? You know? And it's kind of cool how they're going to have her. That's what kind of, I kind of like the fact that, the, because think about it. Green Arrow never got the notoriety is getting now. Thick. I mean, it was thanks to Stephen and Mel and that show Arrow, which got me hooked on the CW Universe. Because it's like... It's taking characters who are either parodied or even made fun of because of their lame powers. 
But taking care of like Arrow and make him give him that, you know, okay, he's a rich kid like Bruce Wayne, but at the same time, he had to he had to like pretty much um struggle and you know be a vigilante, which I did a lot. I, I did like it made him more human, but at the same time he was brooding and like Batman. So he was kind of like our Batman, but like he's green, and then that turned into the Flash because of course there was a Flash TV show in the '90s, but I never got to it because I was a young kid that time. Um, and then you got Supergirl. Of course, Supergirl had that one movie like in the late '80s that never took off. Well, that was not that was always oh, yeah. that was can. And but that show actually got better. Like that, I enjoy Supergirl. It's kind of cool to bring all these characters from the comics and stuff that you know see get like the recognition they get. But now they're being portrayed like Black Lightning. Now is part. He's gonna make the characters gonna be making an appearance in the Crisis of Infinite Earths, and then um, and then you got and then of course they added um Tom Welling and Erica Durance from Smallville. You still got Clark Kent and Erica and Lois Lane from Smallville going to make appearance in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Brandon Roth is going to be. Um, oh, he's, yeah, I saw his picture. Well, he was the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow, but he's leaving that show. He and the he and another actress are leaving that show. Um, it was just a mutual thing, but he posted a picture of himself in the Kingdom Come version of Superman. It looks really cool. I actually that picture. I, I haven't read that comic book. But apparently, it's a really good comic. The Kingdom Come Universe Superman. So you're gonna see the Tyler Hawkins um Superman from the Supergirl series from the CW series. You're gonna see Tom Welling as Smallville's uh, Superman, and of course you're gonna have Brian Roth playing Superman. So it's kind of cool to see different versions. And then you got Kevin Conroy coming in as an older Bruce Wayne. So you're gonna see the guy who voiced Batman from Batman animated series portray Batman in live action. That's gonna be awesome. Um, and they're going to have one actress who was the Huntress in Birds of Prey. Remember that show in the early 2000s when they tried to make that show happening? And I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting event. I think it's coming out in December is when they're going to do that whole event. It's supposed to be, and it's, it's going to be like a send-off for Arrow, basically. It's going to be Arrow's send-off, basically. I think they're only doing like eight or nine episodes only for the season of Arrow, this coming season of Arrow. So that's what I'm trying to catch up right now on Netflix with all the episodes. Um... But yeah, going back to how, I mean, that's how TV is working because they get more time mm-hmm. versus a film. They got, it's like, same thing, like, compared to Hollywood when it comes to cinematic films, it's like comparing it when they try to do video game movies with video game films. Mm-hmm. Because remember what happened with, you know, it was cool when Disney had Tron. Oh, yeah. That was a good, Tron's that was a cool. good effect they of CG. They used the early CG effects, and I enjoyed that movie. And of course, you got, like, and then of course, you know, Nintendo decided, yo, what, let's, um, and of course, we got the Super Mario Bros. movie, and of course, that tank because it went through so many rewrites and different directing teams, and even uh, Bob Hoskins, um, rest in peace, man, great. Him actor. and Lungazama were drunk, like because the whole they, time they were doing because it. It the, awful. The, because you had a. I was looking. I was watching like it the just history. Like a terrible workplace. Yeah, because I was watching the history of it. The first script was fine, but. All of a sudden, they decided to get more rewrites, and then they brought in this directing team, this couple that the only fame they got was directing music videos. And the fun was they were constantly bicking at each other. It was like, that's why Leguizamo and Haskins were like so pissed off. And Hopper, Dennis Hopper also was pissed off. Were they drinking scotch? I think they were drinking scotch. And then of course you remember, um, was it uh, um, Bob Haskins was wearing a cast for much the rest of that film. And of course they tried, they were covering it up with sleeves and stuff. It's because, you know, that's what happens. It's like the combustion elements. You try to say something from a video game and change it up a little bit. But don't get me wrong, the, the animatronics for the Yoshi was kind of cool. 
and the Goombas. They're actually kind of cool, though. That was good, like, makeup and animatronic work. And then we know Dennis Hopper's, like, you know, he tried. <laughs> but... It's oh, the, yeah. But what problem was is because of that film, the way it did so poorly, Nintendo's like, you know what? We're not going to get a license anymore. We're not going to shoot our license to any media company for how many years? And finally, they announced last year that they're working with Illumination Entertainment to do an animated Mario film, which to me, it's great because then they'll have the same voice actor, Charles Minette, Martinet, who's the voice of Mario since, who he's been doing it since like when he did the voice of Mario for trade shows and stuff. He was just behind like a screen or something. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool to go do an anime film. But it's like you saw Nintendo now. Back then they were so selective about their property, licensing of their characters. But look at it now is you see Nintendo now. They're giving licenses away. They're having developers do it for mobile phones. You got Mario Kart World, Dr. Mario World, Pokemon Company is its own entity. Even though it's, it's under the Nintendo umbrella, it's its own company. Hmm. But it's like like Mortal Kombat. Like how that got translated from a fighting game to film. I mean the first Mortal Kombat was fine. That was one. Of, that was a successful film, but the sequel kind of sucked. Oh, the yeah, that was. And no, they tried to do it, and then they tried to do a TV it was series. Awful. Then they tried to do a TV series, which in the late in the late nineties, I'm like, I remember the they had the cartoon as well. Oh my god! And then they did Street Fighter, the cartoon. It was an American version of Street Fighter, but the animated film was kind of cool. I mean, then you had the Street Fighter Two film with um, the Street Fighter movie with Jean Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Who great actor? I seen him in Anne's Family and other films. That was his last film, but I think the reason, but he played that character Bison so well. Was the reason why he did that film because his kids are, his kids are fans of Street Fighter, and he put a lot of effort into that performance. Because that was like his last film because he ended up dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was good, like stuff like that. And then he had Prince of Persia and Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. It's like. And now it's like the Sonic film recently right now, I had, had to go back to the drawing board and the character model had to get redone. I mean, I saw Detective Pikachu and I actually enjoyed it. It was Because oh. I like for the way they made the Pokemon like like the realistic, giving them more like realism, but they did a good job on it. And yeah, don't get me wrong, it was interesting to see Ryan Reynolds as a talking Pikachu, but if you, it was actually not bad. If you put that, push that, it was a really good film. I actually enjoyed it. I took my out to go see it and... Um, yeah, it worked really well. So with the Sonic movie itself, it's like um, they listened to the fans. Fans were outraged about it, the, how the character model looks. I understand they were trying to go for more realism. And based on what they're doing is, so far they haven't released any preview snapshots shots or anything like that. So we just got to wait and see how it's going to be. The pie won't show, release a trailer until probably the end of this year because it got pushed back to February. So we'll probably won't see anything until probably during the holiday season. So... Like I said, I'm just curious to see how that's going to work. But, I mean, look at DC. They tried really hard to get into the the, the game with Man of Steel. Like, don't get me wrong, Man of Steel was good. You know, Chris Nolan was the producer. He helped. It was a, He helped. That was supposed to set up, you know, something going on. Of course, it's like, you know, we all thought, oh, man, he's going to interact with Christian Bale's Batman. But of course, that didn't happen. You know, I'm going with Affleck. But to me, what they should have done was do Superman first, then Wonder Woman... Aquaman and then Batman and then eventually do Batman vs Superman just to give that whole mix that's what they should have done because don't get me wrong Warner Brothers Media Warner Media and DC they had all the rights to all the characters so they had no excuse and I saw the woman Wonder Woman was fantastic I enjoyed the Wonder Woman film I'm kind of curious to see how 1984 is being written like Wonder Woman 1984 
is being done. I heard it's really good. It's same directing team and same director and you know actress Gal Gadot. Like she did a really good job portraying Wonder Woman. I heard Aquaman is not bad. Oh, I, I I don't fucking know. It was like a mixed reaction with that I'm one. Gonna watch that. And then now you got Robert Pattinson playing Batman. So we'll see how that works. It'll be kind of cool, like a different portrayal, you know. And then yeah, Shazam. But that's funny because they had to use the name Shazam. They couldn't use um because his name was Marvel. <laughs> Because you know, you know, Marvel Comics, you know. So that that actually did well, and they said they're going to do a sequel to it. Hmm. It was well received because it was like a DC family film. If you think about it, they try. It was trying to be like a more like a lighthearted version, and then like I said, um, of course now we got Spider-Man coming back, so that's going to be interesting as well. But speaking of Hollywood, like you know, you're going to go see It Chapter Two. Um, do you see the first hit? God no. No, uh, no, I didn't watch the first hit, uh, which I'm sure will piss people off. Uh, but I, I remember seeing the classic one with John Ritter and Tim Curry, which scared yeah, me. Yeah, that was the one that kind of freaked me out more. Was when they did that. It was like a yeah, movie. and so like I'm not, I'm gonna, but and mind you, it's a double feature. So like I'm gonna watch Joker, and if I don't end up falling asleep after watching it, like during it too, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm also going with other people. So like, who's to say we stick around? Because I think they did see it already. Mm-hmm. Um, the other group that I'm going with, I, I'm pretty sure they saw it already, so I won't be opposed. I'm I I'm sure it'll be on Netflix soon, anyways. Um, and the reason I didn't see the first one because, like we mentioned before, like it's always been reboots and stuff. And I I hear only good things, and that's fine. I've always been a fan of Stephen King. I will continue to be a fan of Stephen King. And the original one scared the shit out of me so much. That I didn't, I think I was good enough, and I read all. I didn't, I didn't finish all the book, but the book is just as fucking scarier. It's good, and it's but it's a long book, and these these movies had to get split because of that because it is long. Mm-hmm. And and from what my friends were telling me from the last time I met, they're, they're, which I'm gonna go see them with today, they're just like, oh, the first one is way better than the second one. The second one's more or less more of a comedy that you're gonna, it's gonna make you laugh because hmm. it's kind of like. Now that they're adults, they're going to actually, okay, let's go kill this fucker. And it's like, all right. So it turned into like <laughs> the evil dead or like army of darkness within it. Uh. And then I'm just like, and it reminded me of like, it, and considering that I already had the stranger kids, the stranger things kid in there. Uh, what's his fucking name? Wolfhard, whatever. Finn Woodhard. Finn Woodhard or Wolfbane, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, <laughs> And now they have them as adults and it transitioned back, which is fine. I, I, I don't mind. Like the flashbacks it. pretty much. Well, no, it's not. I mean, it's flashbacks, but it's more or less they split it because it's the kids, and then this one. Mm-hmm. At least this is all I know. Um, but it, from I find scary movies to be comedies, anyways, because it's fucking hilarious. And then, but it, the movies that do stand out to me, that I legit find them very terrorizing and and somewhat like, oh, if it gets me thinking about shit, which I love movies like that, then it's something. But I. Hey, fuck, it's a double feature in a drive-in, and I've always wanted to go to a drive-in. It's been a long-ass time since. The last time I was on a drive-in was for Anchorman. <laughs> we saw fucking Anchorman for the first time, which is an excellent movie. If you haven't seen that, I'd be so surprised. That's it's like, funny because uh, Will Ferrell has, has a podcast. his best. He has a podcast as Ron Burgundy, so it's like yeah. it's kind of cool. I think that's his best character, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because I'm, I'm very love-hate with Will Ferrell as well, but um, I, I, I think it's... 
I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm just gonna see the Joker. I'm gonna see for what it's worth. Um, I will fucking carry my knife with me, I guess, because if that's the case, that's the case. But, like, fucking people, man. I don't... Look at that. I'm already over here talking shit that we shouldn't be precautious, and here I am. I have to go to a drive-in with something. And the fact that they can't even wear costumes, like, uh, whatever. But, um... And, and the Joker is actually one of my favorite characters. It's, like, as far as DC's concerned, it's just Batman and Joker. I don't care for much of anybody else. I think mm-hmm. Superman's overrated of a character, but I understand his importance culturally and how significant he was, like, 28, no, almost 80 years ago. But, like, sorry, guys, I don't, I don't care for it. Like, that and, and Justice League, the cartoon, the animated series, would always have a special place. Oh, yeah, the Bruce Tim version, um, yeah. But, like... Other than that, like I don't, I don't see myself seeing any other DC properties that are coming out besides that don't have anything to do with Batman. Yeah, I saw. Was it? I just saw the Birds oh. of Prey trailer. Um, I love Harley Quinn. I love the character because I know now she's being portrayed as an antihero now in the comics. She's basically like an antihero. But don't get me wrong. It's like Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. It's don't get me wrong. She tries. I mean, she was all right in Suicide Squad, but it's like she tries to get that same accent because, you know, Harley Quinn, she was from Queens, you know? She's from Queens, New York. Has that kind of like that Queens, kind of like Brooklyn accent because thanks to Arlene Sorkin, great actress, who brought that character to life in the, in the, in the animated series. And, you know, it's like, okay, it's Birds of Prey and, you know, the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So it's basically her break away from the Joker, basically. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm, yeah. I, didn't, I, saw, I saw the trailer, trailer and it, you got Will on that. And you got um, Ewan Gregor's in there mm-hmm. as the as the antagonist in it. Really? Yeah, he, he's in it. I know, it's surprising. He's in that film. Yeah, and it's because it's her, Huntress, the Canary. They're going to be in there during that film as well. And like I said, it's like Harley Quinn and her, I guess she finds like, allies or something unlikely allies and they work together against this guy that's this villain portrayed by Ian mcgregor hmm. who had a history with the joker basically that's funny i mean to me it looks like the way the first trailer was because they finally released it online because at first they weren't showing it because i think it was only like before um it came out so it was shown before the film like a sneak peek Hmm. But they finally sent line, and I'm looking at it. To me, it's it's going to be like almost like a comedy type thing, like kind of that kind of deal. But of course, she's going to be back for the Suicide Squad movie that's being directed by James Gunn, which to me is like a reboot. But if you look at that cast he's got for that film. It's a good cast. It's like a for big the, for which one? The Suicide Squad that James Gunn's directing and writing. Uh, yeah, Remember, he's writing and directing, and he's finishing that film first, and then he'll work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, I mean, I wish, I feel like it's just a little too little too late. Are they going to even have a different Joker again and just do the whole new... I, I, saw I don't think they, he's going to be in it. I saw they cast it a bunch of... Because, I mean, Jared Leto is going to be... Right now he's working on Morbius. Yeah, I think they... Well, because... He's working on the Sony, Marvel Sony's Marvel Universe. Yeah. It wasn't even a movie. If you want to talk not being cinema, that was not cinema. What, Joker? Su- no, Suicide Squad. The first one? That was fucking awful. That was a mess. It was just a terrible... No, I don't even consider it a movie. I just consider it a waste of a fucking time. It was just terrible. Terrible use of... Uh, Cara Develing was in there too, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. she the enemy? Which it wasn't really an enemy. It was just fucking weird. Like... It was just a very weird movie, or not movie, whatever it wanted to be. It just wasn't there. I think it was rushed. I think it was just a terrible idea. And and I get they were trying to launch this whole universe, but sorry, you can't launch it with with a bunch of 
misfit people and you cast Will Smith as Will Smith and <laughs> which he always does in any movies and anything that's not dramatic um and and I don't want to turn this into a suicide squad review too but like I don't I just thought that it was a terrible waste of time and it just I, and, and whatever like yeah let James Gunn do his thing on it and if it works it works but I don't see it as I don't I don't know kind of just like why that's the way I, like why that's the way i see it like eh. like if you want to still try to win people over go right ahead right i'm not the one making i'm not the one funding this shit but like i think i will watch it when it goes on netflix and i'm extremely high out of my mind because there's no way i'm gonna see it sober i don't <laughs> want to fucking see it sober i just yeah. think it's one of those um uh but yeah i i I'm excited. I'm fucking excited to see the Joker for what it's worth. I love fucking Phoenix. I think he's fucking awesome. Um, it's I, I thought he was a good choice because uh, he's very method like he's a method actor for sure. And I and I think he's gonna bring an interesting portrayal. Of, I've already seen the memes. Those fucking all the fucking memes are hilarious. Yeah, I think Top Phillips said that he couldn't pitch anybody else bringing that character in Walking Phoenix. I think he wrote the helped with the script just uh, with him in mind. For the role, so it's like, and then I mean, he's got a good supporting cast in that film, so it's it's good. As, like I said, I saw the first two trailers, and I I'm actually like excited to go see it as well. So yeah. once we get together to go see it, you know, we'll have a review for you guys for that one. Um, and I was mentioning earlier, I'm I'm probably gonna do some minisodes, focus on anime. So I might do like a series of minisodes on the anime part uh on anime because it's so far um it's been the first this past weekend was the first um they call it the first weekend of fall for the anime season there's some like new animes that just came out some are coming back for season two some new series just got launched um i saw this one which uh, i'll do like a little preview of it basically it's a long title but the first word is like Orosuke, and basically it's about this kid, this guy, he's like, he's second year high school. You know, your typical, like, protagonist. He comes all like, it's funny because he goes meta, he's like, oh yeah, I'm the protagonist of the story, hopefully I'll get my high school comedy. So he has this, like, childhood friend, she's, like, always following him around, they're always together, like, she walks with him from home, walks from home to school together, and he's got this one guy who's, like, his best friend, he's, uh, player on the, on the baseball team, on the high school baseball team. Then he's got his three-year student council president that he always helps her out and stuff and everything. And, you know, and then one day the, the student council president asked him out to go out and, you know, hang out on, like, on a Saturday. And pretty much he goes and, you know, they're, they had a picnic. They walk around and they're sitting on a bench and all of a sudden it's like, you sit on a bench and it's like, oh, maybe, and she's like, oh, I gotta tell you something, and you know, he's hoping, oh, maybe, maybe she's gonna confess her feelings to me because you know, when it comes to like if you see anime or read manga, it's like it's kind of funny because when people are confessing their love to each to another person, they either give a letter or leave a letter in their locker or you know, that's what they do, and they say, meet me at this place, so and so place, that way they can give your confession in person, and it's funny because he thought he was gonna get it. But he finds out that the student council president, she's in love with his best friend, who's the baseball player. So, and he's like, why? Why did you do this to me? Why are you bring my hopes up? And all of a sudden, she tells him, oh, because what happened was the one year at 
a tournament apparently she saw all that determination he was trying to just, you know fire up his teammates and then of course they ended up not winning and then she was walking in the hallway she sees him like you know the dude's like crying banging his head against the wall and i guess and she tells um this character this guy i forgot his name now already because i saw it yesterday barely last night um that that moment that she fell in love with him so she wanted to ask him for his help to set her up with him to with his best friend which is hilarious. And of course, um, his childhood friend, she, um, to me, he sees her as like the little sister type, but probably had some feelings for her. But apparently she asked him to hang out the next day. So they go hang out. They go to different places. And same thing. They're sitting on the bench together. And apparently, same thing. You know, she wants to tell him something really important. And hopefully he will get a confession because they're always, because the way to describe all this person's, I see him every day. He's always there for me or we hang out. Same thing, his childhood friend tells him that she's in love with his best friend. Same story, all about that baseball game. I was like, really? And then you could tell it was killing the dude inside to the point apparently he has another personality. So it's kind of like mostly a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of deal because then I'm pretty much giving away the whole episode, guys, but you get what I'm getting, you get what I'm getting at. Oh, shoot, Raiders just scored. But, um... Yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, Radiant Season 2 came out. Um, we Never Learn is coming back for this our season. Next, this coming weekend is going to be My Hero Academia Season 4, which I'm really excited because I've been reading the manga. I'm way caught up in the manga. I can't wait for Season 4 because they're adapting the work-study arc. And then when um, when uh, Deku and um, Mirio end up going with Mr. Night-Eye and, and taking on um, Overhaul and his gang at their hideout... So, I can't wait for that animation of that arc. I think they said the first episode of Season 4 will be a recap episode just to give everyone up to speed of where the series is heading from. So, I can't wait for that series. I've been reading that. I've been reading, like, Vigilantes as well. The manga, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which talks about pretty much individuals that didn't get into the hero program at school, and but they still want to help others without a license. And that's what they're known as, like, Vigilantes. So that's a good series. I do recommend you guys pick up and reading. Um, so that's doing well. I mean, it's a spinoff, but Horikoshi gives like he supports that spinoff as well. It was kind of cool that he allowed like the, this artist and this writer to take that universe and like add something to that universe. And I've been reading Fire Force as well because the anime is really good right now. It's on a two-week break um, right now. So like I said, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an anime type discussion because I do want to do some minisodes. Um, focusing on strictly on anime because I mean don't get me wrong anime is getting more and more I think every year is getting more and more in a now type of thing as it was back then because back then you know when anime is like in, like in early days it's like you like anime that's your deal but it's like you know it, it's not I mean anime is going to be part of my life it's always will be part of my life you know I enjoy it so you know, it's like the same thing. People enjoy comic books. Some people enjoy films. Some people enjoy music. It's like everyone has their different tastes. You know, you're not everyone will like the same thing. But if you can show that, hey, you like this thing, I'll support you for it. There you go. Um, other than that, like I said, we're excited to go see Joker. Uh, we're going to see Joker soon. So hopefully the next episode will be focused on Joker. But just to give you a preview of the next coming. So the next episode will probably be a mini-sode. That we're doing. Um, I know our roommate Mondo. He watches anime as well. So I told him if he wants to join on, he'll probably join me for the, the first mini show. So it'll be part of this season of the Talking Pop with Bunchai's Biko. 
but pe- more like a mini-sode, like a mini-sode, like an in-between the main episodes. So I would call it like 30, this is like episode 32 right now, I would call it like 32.5 or something. Like Halloween candy. Like Halloween candy, like Biko said, Halloween candy. So, and of course we got Halloween coming up in a few weeks, so that's our favorite time of the year. You know, we get into costumes, and like I said, um, yesterday I wanted to, so I know now this thing's been going everywhere now. We were talking about films, now we're talking about other stuff. But like, like I said, with films in general, it's like, you know, going back to what Scorsese said, it's like I understand that's your opinion, but at the same time, it, you know, like like Biko said, who knows when he was saying it, and you know he was being misquoted or something. But to judge something like a film or something without seeing it and just giving your opinion, I understand everyone has entire rights to their own opinions, but. To give an opinion and, you know, and not seeing the actual work to me, it's, like, kind of baseless and not enough, like, fluidity. I know you're a respected Hollywood director, but the same time is, I will say, see the film, then give your opinion afterwards. Don't go with the public opinion saying, go see the work itself. Because if you really are an innovator in the arts of filmmaking, at least go see another person's work. That's why I say. Same thing when if you're an artist, go watch it. If you if you're an artist and you have an opinion of a different artist without seeing their work and stuff, and you say something, oh, like I don't enjoy their work without even seeing it or like seeing it in person, then you have a baseless opinion. You might as well. That's why I said, go experience that per, that other artist's work, then give your opinion or critique of it. Don't just base off of just one quote saying it's not cinematic. Yeah, here I am back. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a little posturing. It's just a lot of these, I didn't think that would kind of bleed into that. But in, in and I guess it wouldn't be such a big soundbite if it wasn't for Scorsese being such a prolific actor or a director coming from those days. But man, uh, I mean, he's, I guess he's not wrong either too. Cause there's a little bit of me that are just like, well, yeah, I mean, they are carrying Hollywood's sinking ship right now. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, like I mentioned, he's going straight to Netflix and this guy doesn't make a movie every other year. He really doesn't. They Mm -hmm. take their fucking time, which is fine. You should take your time if you want to make an excellent work, but it's like, dude, you want to straight to Netflix. That's fine. But you, and it's the same people we're talking shit about Tarantino or Spielberg or Nolan. Like Nolan's been doing a lot of producer work and like he hasn't done anything since Dunkirk. But, and, and that's fine. Like, he, you know, James Cameron's been working on Avatar 2 for the past fucking decade. And literally, what's the point? Like, I, whatever. It's just watch Dances with Wolves again. It's fine. It's the same movie. Like, it's the same fucking movie. Just with blue people. Like, just overgrown Smurfs. But, and I'm not saying it wasn't a visual masterpiece when it came out. But, uh, dude, we need another one? Probably not. It's, like, people get the experience when they go to Disney World. So, like, he's not wrong when it comes to uh, that being an amusement park type of thing. But it's like, why didn't... Oh, man, that just pisses me off. I like Scorsese. I'm still going to watch The Fucking Irishman because I want to see Joe Pesci be super awesome. Oh, God, and, Joe and Pesci. be on screen again. And do I amuse you? Like, oh, I just want to see Pesci go crazy. Um, but nonetheless, it's just... Uh, it's it's sad. It's sad to see, but um, oh, hopefully James Gunn does what he can, and I'm glad that he did what he could and took 
didn't, you know, put him down for what it was. He just stated facts. Like, the same people who... You never thought that you would see the same people who were going against what you were going against become the enemy critiquing the shit that, watching. Like, has provided, I would hope, a, li- a very decent livelihood for the people who work on these properties. I'm assuming they do. I don't think Marvel's going to skimp on the paychecks, but nonetheless, like... Imagine, like, Jason Marvel Studios, like, Kevin Feige, apparently, he's, like, he's the, he's going to come up with a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's interesting to see how okay. that works, like... Uh. I heard, like, Marvel Comics is going to bring back Star Wars comics. Hmm. I heard about that, that, I don't know when they're going to launch them, but apparently they announced that they are going to... Because back in the day when they had the licensing, they did, you know, they did comics of Marvel, they did Star Wars comics, but... And right now, it's going to be interesting to see how those comics get portrayed and everything. And then, of course, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I can't wait for that show. And, I mean, the way they're doing it, they're going to do, like, a show, The Weekly Model. And then, of course, um, there was something I saw online. I guess Tom Hiddleston was doing the whole Save um, Daredevil campaign right now. Mm. Hashtag Save Daredevil right now. And I guess there was a band comic and New York Comic Con, and people were wearing T-shirts and everything. They said, "Say Daredevil." And Charlie Cox, you know, the guy who played Matt Murdock, took a picture with the people. Because it's like the big question is, are they going to save those characters? I mean, it'd be cool to see the old Matt Murdock come back, and it'd be cool if they tap him to be Spider-Man's lawyer, which would be kind of cool if he, he comes like Peter Parker's lawyer in Spider-Man, the third film. Because I mean, yeah. think about it; those characters can be used again in two years. Um, which characters? The ones from the they're, they're, yeah for the Netflix shows was the light the oh, contract well, fuck thing. It. I just want them to bring the show back. Just put it back on Disney Plus or just Hulu or back. something. Yeah, I think I saw that they wanted to use Kingpin too into the some of the yeah the Norfield like Vincent Norfield said that he wants fuck to yeah. he wants to bring the Kingpin to the cinematic universe. I'm more than happy to see that shit. Like he he's one. I, of the best I actually I like I like his portrayal of Kingpin. Okay, well Michael Clark Duncan gave a good interpretation of his version of Kingpin for what that what movie was Daredevil <laughs> yeah. 2003 and Affleck and Jennifer Garner doing whatever that fucking thing that was and mm-hmm. Colin Farrell playing an excellent bullseye Irishman <laughs> playing an Irish guy playing playing a fucking bullseye which. He did what he could. I mean, he's such an important character in the Daredevil universe, but here we are, and it's, you know, this that's back when camp, those movies were really campy, and they're just trying to set a foothold. I mean, it's not. it wasn't shortly after Blade 2, right, when that movie came out? Mm-hmm. So, like, they fucking did what they could, <laughs> as much as that was, as much as that movie was prominent at that time. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I, that's how Evanescence's damn song propelled them into the top of the charts at that point but um i find it very excellent that we've seen a a a upward trajectory on comic book universe movies really getting their properties due and really seeing these fleshed out i would hope that um, I would I would love to see another Batman movie come out later. Um, I don't know if Christopher Nolan would ever do it again, but maybe give it to another guy. Who, well, they are doing another Batman film. They're doing uh, do Matt, it, like who has a different perspective on the Batman. And well, it is like Matt story. Reeves is developing the film right now with Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, that's right. That's they right. are doing one, but they haven't said who the villain is yet. I know there've been a lot of names thrown in the mix, um, but they haven't officially said. But all we know is Pattinson's. Uh, sign on and everything because he was taking over and then um henry cavill of course mm-hmm. he's out of superman right now he's doing the witcher right now the witcher series for netflix 
that's going to be interesting to see how when that comes out if it's more based on the books itself because people like associate that thing with the, with the video games but basically it was a book series really? yeah well, the Witcher series it, it's a book series it's actually a, a, a book series and oh, course, our, our buddy, that's that. why our buddy Ivan like is into it because he read the that. books that's he why also he, played the damn game he played the game 20 so. hours a day he was obsessed so oh great the bears are getting smacked right now but fucking are they really? yeah 14 on him Fuck, man. Fucking bears. Well, hopefully they'll come back, but... Going back, um, like I said, with films, it's like, um... It's like, again, the discussion's been going up and down, so... It's more of a film thing today, um... For films right now, like I said, the last movie I saw recently... So that's far from home. Ugh, what was the last film I saw? Jeez, I don't... Oh, Lion... I told my mom to see Lion King, so... <laughs> But it's funny because my mom calls me every like Tuesday to find out what film to go see. Like she asks me for recommendations. But it's like it's funny, I give recommendations without like seeing the film. I just read the descriptions from the from the from the reviews or just the descriptions of what the film is. But when she's like, Oh, I wanna go see Rambo, I'm like, Fucking Rambo. Even though she has a smartphone, she tries, but I'm like her fandango, I'm like her movie phone. You guys are older than I am. You guys remember movie phone? When you remember movie phone? So but Going back, to, I still go to theaters to see films. Like, I think once in a while, I have not... Netflix so far, I have not seen a film on Netflix yet. I've been watching the shows. Like, there's a lot of original shows. I got to get back on Castlevania and all that stuff. And, of course, Big Mouth, Kelly Season 3, and they're doing a Season 4, too, they announced. Um, like a, and BoJack Horseman is getting a final season on Netflix. Yeah. Heard about that deal, and... Um... Like I said, when it comes to films, I don't know. There's a lot of anime films coming out later this year that are releasing to the US for certain screens and stuff and some places. Um, yeah, like like I said, Joker right now, I'm actually I'm looking forward to that movie. Um, just to tie us over. And like I said, of course, all the Marvel shows won't be hitting until next year, so we'll see anything there. we got to see all those turn out because they can... Oh, apparently this movie stuff. comes out this week as well. What movie is that? Jexy. Oh, nah, fuck that. The, what, the weird... It's basically Siri, guys. It's the basically, weird they made a movie Alexa. about Siri. No, it's about Alexa. Siri's not a thing anymore. It's Alexa and Google. Dude, that thing looks like Siri, man. Come on. That's what, that's what they're that's portraying. That's looking like Siri. It's, a, it's a parody yeah. of Siri. They, 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 the guys, have you seen the trailer? The, guy, um, um, the, the actor's not bad. I mean, he's hilarious yeah, and a workaholics. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. That's kind of... To me, that's why... The, the cinematic movie the comic movies are pretty much saving the whole industry because you got films like that coming out it's like, like who the fuck who will make a film about a, a phone assistant yeah, with attitude stupid I mean it looks hilarious but to me it's more like oh just put it on a streaming service I'll put it like on, on demand not like something that deserves like a theatrical don't get me yeah, wrong it's not gonna do well it, I don't think it's gonna do well because unless you much, have like you know what's Alexa. coming out that this weekend as well Adam's Family Oh man! The animated version, which yeah. to me looks really good, because it, the, the models are based off the comic strip, mm. and it, they got the voice cast for that film looks really good. The voice cast, but Oscar Isaac as Gomez. Oh, that's interesting. That's gonna be awesome, and they got that one um, Chloe Moretz as a Wednesday Adams. That's gonna be interesting. But they all look like their comic book like counterparts, basically. But CG was it's kind of cool, but I. I was watching the Adams Family the other day on. I was watching the old series on uh, Amazon. Freaking mm. <laughs> uh, John Aston as Gomez, <laughs> it's like that voice is like you recognize that voice. 
he did a lot of voice acting work besides you know live action work. He did a lot of voice acting work, and he, just, he even portrayed Gomez in the cartoon of Adam's Family. For one, for like when it was on ABC, so. So like I said, um, that film's coming out this week. I know my mom's already teasing me like, oh, she loves animated films. My dad, I mean, he likes films, but he, our dad likes films, but he's not much of a, he's not much of a cartoon guy, like an animated film type of guy. Yeah, you really gotta capture his attention if you, if you, um, when it comes to movies, like he doesn't, and even some of them, even they don't even necessarily have to be animated. He's just very particular when it comes to that. I think he would be an excellent movie critic in the sense that he just because <laughs> he doesn't take no shit when it comes to these movies. Not that he falls asleep in them because he doesn't. It's just like, eh, like all that stuff that like he's not easily amused when hmm. it comes to certain shit. And I'm the same way. And definitely when it comes to, especially comedy movies, dude. I oh god, hmm. but like I I think it's. Very important, I think. Yeah, it looks like I said, the only comedy I saw that actually laughed more was Good Boys this year when it comes to comedies. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. I'm good. Well, it was funny, so it was funny. But other than that, it's like, uh, it's like that's another genre that's like, I mean, the only good kinds are not like stand up specials, but when it comes to comedy films, it's very few now. It's like, like I said, it's because now when, when people associate Hollywood, they associate with the comic movies, it's like the big money grabber. I mean, when it comes to horror films, I'm not much of a horror film guy. So it's like, you know, I'm, mm, I say, I mean, I, I enjoy horror films because I know I got cousins that love horror films. Every time we go visit their house, they always put in like a horror movie. I mean, I like for the, the efforts they put in, but mostly now horror movies are mostly CG. They're not like when it was back in the day when it's all practical effects. When they had like actual practical effects, it wasn't like CG done. Like they used like blood packs and all that stuff. And, um, so, um, like I said, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think what else we got. I do want to go back and watch this game, guys. You know, I am a sports fan besides being a pop culture geek, but that'll probably be our next focus. Like I said, um, we're going to try to get together and go take a shot at going to see Joker this sometime this week or even the weekend. Um, the next thing I'll be working on, like I said, I'm working on a mini series of, Expositions on anime itself, you know, recommendations, my history with anime, you know, discussions, um, which is going to be like a, like a in-between parts. So it's like mini suits. So I'm going to do, they're not going to be as long as our regular shows are. So probably be like a half, like a 40 minute, probably like, probably close to an hour discussion. So it'll be a close to an hour discussion. So, um... So that'll be kind of that. Um, like I said, um, Biko, you want to have anything to add for um, before we take off? Um, nah, not at this moment, because uh, I definitely will once we get the mini so for the Joker up, or if that's gonna be the full one. But uh, yeah. no, I think the Joker will be a, no, the Joker will be a full, full one. one. Uh, no, not that. Oh, uh, Peaky Blinders season five came out. Uh, so check that out if you haven't seen it. Excellent fucking show. Um, I've put Cillian Murphy as one of my top favorite actors if you don't you'll recognize him he played the Scarecrow in the in the Batman Begins um he's also in Inception um I think he's in that movie Red Eye with Rachel McAdams back in the day he plays like the uh like the, the creepy thriller guy that he's an excellent fucking actor and I I, I, it's, I see why Christopher Nolan hired him for so many projects and he's actually my favorite character in Inception but um it's the new season just came out Friday, so if you haven't caught up, it's a fast watch because it's it's a very immersive, a great show, and it's based on an actual family. 
um, in Ireland back in the early 1900s. So it's fucking excellent. And I uh, recommend you guys check that out. But that's about it. I'm still working on the podcast on my own. And because um, I'm still trying to develop more, I want to center it. But about once I get that up and running, I'll definitely um, plug that in when I can. But other than that, check out Peaky Blinders. Um, enjoy your Sunday. If you watch football, enjoy it for what it's worth. Our, our fucking bears are getting killed right now. So, you know. That always pisses me off, but it is what it is. Uh, it's, you know, if you have the time, if you're able to, relax, enjoy your Sunday, see your family, hang out with friends. If you live in a sunny area, go enjoy the day out. We have actually really decent weather for an October date because, you know, the last few days have been like raining. Uh, and yeah, we've had a lot of rainy days, and so it's been, today's been very steady, so I'm trying to take advantage. It's fucking fall. It's almost Halloween. I'm excited. If you hope, if you guys enjoyed yeah. our last episode and with yeah. the, with the top five list, uh, feel free to go on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash the franchise network. If you have any suggestions, like for us to do another top five list, um, feel free to share your opinions on there. Um, you can follow me on at the franchise eighty five. That's why my Twitter handle. Um, you can tweet me questions on there and use the hashtag talk pop. And maybe I'll mention it on an episode, on a future episode. Um, you can check out our backlog and episodes uh, on Anchor. That's our main sponsor, but we're actually available now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify. We're pretty much we're getting branch out there, so go ahead and um, support the podcast. Um, like I said, you can check out our storefront if you listen to the ad at the beginning of this episode. We sent out a link to our storefront there. It's on teespring.com. If you right now, if you listen to the ad at the beginning of this episode, you can get a, you can save yourself some money. There's a promo code you can use on your order. You can you can save some money on that on your on your order. And like that said, that promotion's going on basically forever because I'm in charge of putting that promotion. So um, if you want to save yourself some money, so like I said, check out the storefront. Like I said, go on the website. You know, tweet questions. You know, go on my Twitter. Like I said, this is a this is a podcast that you get to pop culture because pop culture is always going to be in our lives from now to the end of time. So, as for me, the franchise and Biko. See you all later. Geek on and take care. <laughs>